1 Corinthians. How about it? We're back. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Give everybody a second to find that. First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse nine. First Corinthians twelve nine. Now, a little background. I know it's been since before Christmas, since we were here, we covered some Christmas sermons for a while. And then we talked about uh, going boldly, kind of a little mini-series about moving forward as a church. And so I know it's been a while since we uh, discussed these passages. But, uh, but what Paul is doing here, where he's talking to the uh, Corinthian people here in chapter 12, is he's trying to, to give them a, a proper understanding of God's Holy Spirit. Now, they had been taught lots of things. Some of them may have come from backgrounds where they had been exposed to teachings that were false, that were not biblical that were not right and he didn't want them to be ignorant of the things of God he didn't want them to be ignorant of God's power of the Holy Spirit how the Holy Spirit works among God's people and so he's going through in these few verses that we just started a a couple months ago and he's talking about some gifts of the spirits now we talked a little bit I think out of context and I I said that when we were on this topic of, of I think there's a difference between the gifts of the Holy Spirit and what he's talking about here and talents uh, and gifts in that way that God gives us. I do believe that God gives us different gifts and gives us different talents, but we don't want to uh, just say that that's all that these verses are talking to. Sure, it may, it may kind of lead us in that direction and call that to our mind, but uh, these gifts that Paul is talking to here when he talks about gifts of the Spirit are, are pretty miraculous gifts. I mean, these are some pretty uh, significant things that he's talking about. Now, the question may arise as we look at some of these, in particular today we'll talk about faith. Well, don't we all have to possess some faith as Christians? Well, sure, we do. We all possess faith to to some degree, or else we wouldn't have come to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior if there wasn't some faith there. But what I believe Paul is talking about when he's talking about these gifts of the Spirit that he lists here in these few verses is he's talking about things that maybe to some Christians are given out in a greater measure. That is, we all have faith, we all have wisdom and knowledge, as he pointed out uh, in the verses last, uh, last, I say last week, last time we looked at the verses before these, he was talking about wisdom and knowledge, and I think what Paul uh, is talking about, and I could be wrong, but that's what I believe the texts are talking about, is 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 a greater gift, a greater giving of knowledge and wisdom. As Christians, we all have some knowledge, we all have knowledge of Jesus Christ, or else we would not be a Christian. We all have some wisdom, that is the wisdom that Paul says in 1 Corinthians is the cross of Jesus Christ. We all possess that to some degree, but I think we could probably all think of someone in our life who we would consider to be very wise. Now, I don't consider everyone in my life to be very wise. I'm not saying that they're all fools, but there are certain people in my life, and that list is very, very, very short. 
That's a short list. And it probably is in your life too of that one or two, maybe three people who you would really look up to and say, wow, he or she has a lot of wisdom. And I think that that may be what Paul is talking about here. But these are some some difficult verses that we're looking at. And we'll talk about some of the difficulties uh, going forward. Uh, But let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. To another, by the same, excuse me, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you now as we talk about faith and we talk about healing today and how you work in, in those ways in our life, dear Lord. I pray that you help us just to get something from these verses. Some of this stuff may be kind of difficult for us to always understand, but God, I pray that in these few minutes that you clear our mind of things of the world, whatever it may be that we may have brought into this place. And I pray that as we look at these gifts of the Spirit that you give to each one, God, and you give to each one differently, that you would help us to understand how you're working through these things in our lives as Christians, dear Lord God. So I pray that you would just humble me, dear Lord. I pray that you hide me behind the cross. I pray that the Holy Spirit would recall to my mind the things that I need to preach and teach to your people today for your benefit, dear Lord, so that we grow closer to you and to you be all the glory for these words that we'll look at today. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. To some is given the gift of the spirit of faith, and to some is given the gifts of healing. Now, you'll notice that uh, in these first couple of verses here, in verse 8 and 9, it kind of combines, or at least the way that the, uh, the, the people who put these verse numbers on there, they weren't there in the original writings. Those are, were put on hundreds of years later. But the people who uh, were assigning verse numbers to these verses, at least they believed uh, to some extent that wisdom and knowledge went together and that faith and healing went together. And then we see uh, kind of separate uh, listings for the rest of them uh, going forward down through uh, verse 10. Uh, but it's, it's interesting for us to think about, and as we talked about with knowledge and wisdom, there is some connection there. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to break them apart because it's really hard to have uh, one without the other. And I think the same could be said here for uh, these two that we're looking at today, for both faith and healing. Oftentimes, uh, these things are, are, are accompany one another as we look at them in the Scripture. In particular, there are lots of verses in the New Testament where Jesus says, uh, your faith has made you well, or something along those lines, or verses where that is being implied that that's the reason why they were healed. Now, we've been reading through uh, the New Testament. I hope everybody is continuing to do that, a different chapter a day. And just recently, you may have remembered a couple of weeks ago, as we first started in the book of Mark, that there were a couple of people that came to Jesus, and I believe it was in Mark chapter 5, And one guy, uh, his daughter was sick, and he wanted Jesus to heal her. And then there was another lady who was suffering from a problem of bleeding that she had had for years. And she trusted so much that if she could just touch Jesus' garments that she would be made well, that she would be be made well. And Jesus uh, felt her touch his garment, which was unbelievable. He was in a huge crowd. His disciples even said, you're crazy. How do you you say somebody touched you? There's people everywhere touching you. But Jesus... Jesus knew that someone had touched him, and it was the woman with the bleeding problem, and he told her that her faith had made her well. 
And we see examples of that all throughout the New Testament of people's faith being made well. And so we see a connection there between what it means to have faith and how that can uh, sometimes lead to healing. We also see instances of that in the Old Testament. Uh, we see it with Elijah. Oh, we see it when uh, a guy named Naaman comes to him and he's suffering from uh, a skin disease, which could be leprosy, it could be uh, anything, I don't really know, but he suffered from some type of skin disease and God had sent him uh, to Elisha and Elisha gave him instructions to go bathe in the Jordan River and he wouldn't do it. He said, why, there's better rivers than that, why will I do it? And he wasn't healed. And then he finally listened to what Elijah said to him. And you can find the story in 2 Kings chapter 5. I encourage you to go back and read it. It's a wonderful story. And eventually, uh, Naaman listened to what the prophet of God said. And he went and he bathed and he was made healed. Uh, made, uh, he was healed. He was, he was made clean. He was restored. And we see these stories throughout the Old Testament and throughout the New Testament of God's people uh, doing miraculous healings on people. We see it with the Old Testament prophets. We see it with Jesus himself. We even see it with the disciples. Again, going back to one of our readings, we just recently had uh, in Acts chapter 3, I believe it was, uh, maybe 4, where the, uh, Peter and John healed a lame man. There was a lame man who would sit outside every day and he couldn't walk and Peter and John came by and they said, look, we don't have anything to give you, but in the name of Jesus Christ, we want you to get up and walk. And lo and behold, guess what? He got up and walked. And so we see this idea of this gift of healing that is given by the Holy Spirit, not that Peter and John somehow had some power on their own, but it was power that came through Jesus Christ and their faith in Jesus Christ. And so this idea that people can be healed, that people's faith uh, can heal them, or that there may be people who possess this gift that are, that are able to heal people, I believe this is a very biblical teaching. We see this through the Old Testament. We see this through the New Testament. But here's where it gets difficult. Here's the question that is asked today. Is Are these gifts of the Spirit, in particular the ones we're talking about today, but others, but for today's talking, faith and healing, are these types of things still, still at work? Does God still give Christians today these gifts of the Spirit. That is, is, are there people in the world today who God has given a special gift to that they have the ability to heal someone? That is, they can lay their hands on someone and heal them of a sickness. That they can say a prayer for someone. And there's something about God has gifted them in some way that they are able to heal people who are sick. Now, some would say, that no, those gifts of the Spirit, that those, uh, those things have passed. That God did bestow those things on the early church, on the disciples, and even some of the early church members. Stephen, for instance, we just read about him in our, in our daily Bible reading where it says that he performed signs and wonders. So we know it extended past the uh, apostles. And even here in this text, uh, 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 Paul is not talking to the apostles here. He's talking to other Christians that live in Corinth. So he's speaking to people who he's saying, look, these are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't think Paul would be uh, telling these people about these gifts if it was not something that they would be able to possess. And so he's explaining to them uh, these gifts. And so we see that throughout the Old Te or New Testament. But do these gifts still exist today? Well, it depends on who you ask as to whether or not these gifts still exist today. And some of you are saying, well, I'm asking you. You're the one standing up there telling us this. What do you think? Well, I'll tell you what I think, but I don't know if it's right, but I'll tell you what I think. I think that these things do still exist in some way, shape, or form in this world today. 
simply because I know people who have been healed and they tell me their story, and I have no reason to doubt them. Now, do these gifts of the Spirit happen in the same frequency today in which they happened back then? Well, I don't think so. But they may. I don't know. But I do believe that they still happen. I do believe it's the same God who is the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament and the God of our age. It's the same God who is in charge. And who am I to limit God and say he couldn't give someone the ability to heal somebody? Now, there are arguments that would say, well, they needed more healings in those days. They needed uh, to be able to experience those things in those days because they needed to get people's attention. And that was how God got people's attention, was through the revelation of them doing these healings. And when people would see the dead raised or the lame being able to walk, then people would say, whoa, I want to listen to the message of these apostles, these disciples of Jesus Christ. I want to hear what they have to say. And the argument would be that, well, God doesn't have to do that in these days because we have Scripture. We have the evidence of these things that have already happened. So God has taken these gifts from us. I don't know. I guess that would really be my answer. I don't know. I believe, though, that God still gives those gifts to some people. I believe that there are people in this world who have the gift of faith, who have very strong faith. In the most difficult situations, there are some people who I look at and I say, how could they have enough faith to step out and do what God is calling them to do? Is that just a normal faith? Is that the same faith that all of us possess? And, and maybe I possess that same faith they have, and I'm just not tapping into it because my walk with the Lord not right or I'm not in the word much. Maybe so. Maybe I've got that power within me and I'm just not unleashing it because I'm not seeking the Lord fully and reading his word and really listening to him. Perhaps it is a special measure of faith that some people just have. They just have so much faith and God uses them to perform things and to carry out things that you and I may not could perform and carry out. Even in the interview that I was mentioning to you guys earlier, David Eubank, he talks about his faith. And that's real faith right there. Because, I mean, he's not just talking about I'm going to go tell Jesus to somebody at the supermarket. That's so scary. God, give me the faith and the boldness to do that. He's going out where there are bullets flying. Like where there are people that are dead. Where there are people who are trying to kill him. And he's got a family there. He's got his kids. He's got his wife. And he's taking them into these battle zones with him sometimes. Into these rough areas. Now you tell me that that's not faith. If that's not faith, what is faith? And that's a strong measure of faith. Is that a special gift that God has given him? Is that just because his walk with the Lord is very close and he's very obedient to God and he trusts in God because he is a mature Christian? Well, I don't know the answer to that. But I believe that there may be those out there that God has given a special measure of faith to, that God is using them to accomplish his purpose. I believe that there are those out there who have the power to speak over someone and to heal them. To pray in the name of Jesus and they have the faith and they have the power that God has given them that they're able to lay a hand on someone and heal. <clears throat> and some of you may be saying, you're as crazy as you can be. I just don't believe that's the case. I don't believe God does that anymore. Well, if that's what you believe, that's what you believe. But I don't want to limit God and say, well, God couldn't do this. Maybe he doesn't do it in the same frequency that he did in the New Testament. Maybe he doesn't do it in the same way that he does in the New Testament. But we don't want to limit God's power. And sometimes I think we're guilty of that. 
Sometimes I think as Christians, uh, what we do is we see these miraculous things that are, that are done, that, are, that, are, that, that people say, this is what happened. Let me tell you, this person laid their hand on me and I was suffering with this illness for years and they touched me and they prayed over me in the name of Jesus and I was healed. And sometimes, you know what we do? It's all in their head. They're not really healed. I've seen people do that before. I've been guilty of that before. Are they really healed? Are they really healed? And sometimes I think we limit God's power because we hear these things of, of, of what God has done, these miracles that, is, that have taken place, and we say, did God really do that? But let's look at it from a different angle for a second. Maybe, maybe God doesn't heal in the same way that He healed in the Old Testament by the laying on of hands. But I, would be, I think we'd be hard-pressed to say that we have not all experienced God's healing at some point in time in our life. If not through us, through somebody else. Think of the people that we have prayed for that have been healed. That maybe we didn't go lay hands on them, maybe we never saw them, but they were healed by God all the same, at least I believe they were. I don't believe that when we pray for people and lift them up when the doctor said there's no chance, and we as a church, along with other Christians and other churches, other believers everywhere, I don't believe that when we're all praying together and all of a sudden that person is healed, I don't believe that's a coincidence. I believe that's the healing power of God. Maybe not carry out in the same way as we see in some of the texts, but there's no question that God can heal in any way He wants. There's no question, at least in my mind, that God could bestow upon me or you or anybody He chooses a certain gift or a certain ability for them to perform things for His kingdom to lead people to Jesus Christ. And so that's kind of a tough one. You'll find people on both sides of the fence on that. They'll say, no, these spiritual gifts uh, don't exist anymore. Or, yes, they do. But, but we don't want to limit God's power. We don't want to say, well, God can't do that or God doesn't. Or at least I don't. I don't want to say that God doesn't do that anymore. But sometimes we do. We, we kind of limit God's power and say, well, I know God's all powerful, but I don't know that God still really does that. And we kind of limit God's power. And, and then we kind of do the same thing on the flip side to Satan too. Well, Satan has a lot of power in this world. Satan does a lot of things. Satan has a lot of influence. But sometimes we say, oh, no, that ain't, that ain't real. Demons, that kind of stuff, that was, that was Bible stuff. That was, that was old school Bible stuff. That stuff doesn't happen in our world today. Well, I believe it does. Why? Because I know, I know good Christian men and women that have served in areas where there is witchcraft that takes place, that talk about their encounters of what they have experienced by demonic spirits uh, 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 taking over some form of an animal or of a person and telling them to get out and the, and the gnarliness of the voice. And you're looking at some of you saying, you're crazy, that didn't really happen, they made it up. Well, I'm not going to say that they didn't make it up because these are men and women that are on the mission field that believe and trust in the Lord wholeheartedly. They had no reason to make up or lie to me. So do I believe that Satan has some power in this world? Absolutely. Do I believe that God still has power in this world and is in control? Absolutely. But so many times what we do is we limit the power of both God and Satan. And as a result, we miss God's blessings because we limit His power. And Satan is allowed a way to get in and get a foothold and get us off track because we deny that he has any power. Oh, he can't bother me. And then we kind of we just relax and, oh, Satan don't have any, any pull. There's no way that he can influence or tempt me. He doesn't have that kind of power in the world. And so what we do is we miss out on God's power. All the while, Satan's power comes in and tempts us and pulls us off track and deceives us. And 
Paul says here to the Corinthians, he said, look, some of you are going to have wisdom. Some of you are going to have uh, knowledge. Some of you are going to have faith. Some of you are going to have uh, the power of healing. And how are these things carried out then? And how are they carried out now? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that question. But here's what I do believe, and I believe this. I believe that God is still in control. I believe that God still gives us the gifts that he desires for us to have, and it's different for all of us, just as uh, Paul pointed out in these texts. Look, there's a manifestation of the Spirit to us given to some this one and to some that one. But what I think is important for us to do as Christians is to never limit the power of God. I wish I could give you the exact, exact answer and say, no, God come to me last night and he spoke and he said, this is exactly what this means and here's how I'm still performing these signs. And I wish I could say this is exactly right and I know for a fact it's a tough, it's a tough passage. It's a tough thing for us to wrap our head around. But I don't think as Christians we should ever limit God's power. Whether God works in the same way as what we see in the New Testament, I, I don't know. But I do believe that God still works. I do believe that God still answers our prayers. I believe that God hears when we pray for those who need healing. I believe that as Christians, it's important for us to pray over those who are sick. Lay our hands on those people. Pray for those people in the name of Jesus Christ, just as we see time and time again throughout the New Testament. Does that mean that God is always going to heal everyone we pray for? Well, no. And that's where we have to be careful. That's where we have to be careful when we talk about faith because there are some who would really say, if God's not answering your prayer, then you just don't have enough faith. If you had enough faith, God would just answer every prayer you had. And I know some people that, that preach and teach that. But I don't believe that that's always the case because there are people who I've prayed for in my life that God has healed. And I'm not saying that I did it, that I've got that gift. That's not what I'm saying. But we have probably all experienced that. We've prayed for people and we have seen them be healed. And there are times that we pray for people and sometimes they go on to be with the Lord or they leave this earth. There are times that we pray and God answers those prayers. Does that mean that maybe our faith wasn't strong enough? Well, maybe. Or maybe it just was God's will and God's time to take them home. And so I think we need to be careful. I think that adds a burden when, when you say, well, the reasons why, why something's not happening is because you don't have enough faith. Well, it may be that we don't have the faith that we should sometimes, but it also may be that it's just not God's will. And that's a fine line to walk because we want to have faith. We want to pray to God. We want to seek God. We want to ask Him for things. But we never want to put the burden on somebody and say the reason why your life's the way it is because you don't have a strong enough faith. That puts a lot of burden on people. I've seen people that have struggled in that way because they've gone to faith healers and they, they haven't been healed and they were told it's because you're not giving enough money or because you don't have the faith you should. And, and if you just had a little more faith and it gets people to question their self. Wow, what's wrong with me? Why don't, why don't I trust God, the way, trust God the way I should? Why don't I have a faith in the way that I should? And sometimes I believe things are just not God's will. And that's not what God intends. And we pray that God's will be done. And we have faith that God will do those things. And we don't limit His power. We know that God is all-powerful. And we know that God can do anything. But we also have to know that sometimes God ans God's answer is No. Sometimes we say, God, will you just heal this child? Will you heal this friend of mine who is sick? And sometimes God does. Sometimes God says yes. But sometimes God has no, says no. 
And we need to have faith that God is God. And God is making the right call. God is making the right decision. It may be hard for us to wrap our head around why something is happening, why God's not making it better, but God has his way for doing things. God is God, and God's ways are higher than our ways, and God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So in those times, we just have faith that God is still in control, that God is still doing a mighty work, that God is still healing people today. I believe that wholeheartedly. He may not be doing it in the same form that he did in the New Testament, but I believe that the same God we serve is the same God they serve, and he has the same power to heal today. And he does that physically, and more importantly, he does that spiritually. And we get healing through our faith. Now, I know the, the things that I quoted to you, the, the experiences that I mentioned briefly from the New Testament, they were talking about physical healing. But I think they were also pointing to something greater. I think they were also pointing to their spiritual healing. And so I ask you today, what do you have your faith in? Where do you find healing? There may be some of you here that are looking for healing. And I'm talking spiritually. I'm talking about you feel that burden. You feel that emptiness. You feel lonely. You feel ashamed. You feel afraid. You feel empty. And what you need is you need to be healed. And Jesus is the great physician. You know the good news? Jesus came and died on the cross to save sinners. And some people questioned Jesus about who he hung out with and what he did. And he said, look, the well don't need a doctor, but the sick need a doctor. It's the sick that need to be healed. That's you and me as sinners. We need to be healed because we are just, just dirty, nasty, sick with our sinfulness. But Jesus Christ is the great healer. And if we have faith in him, just like these examples that we saw, when's the last time you've had so much faith that if you could just, uh, like the woman in the story, you just desperately, if I could just touch Jesus' clothes, if I could just barely, just barely touch the robe that he's wearing, if I, if I could just barely reach out and, and touch Jesus, I would be healed. When is the last time you have, you have tried to seek out Jesus with all of your heart like that? When is the last time you have really cried out to Jesus and said, Jesus, I'm going to find you, I'm going to follow you, I'm going to look for you, I'm going to cry out for you and reach out for you with all that I have, Lord Jesus, because I need to be healed. Because I'm tired of suffering. I'm tired of suffering with the heartache and the pain and the sin and the brokenness. But oftentimes we don't, we don't cry out to Jesus with that much enthusiasm, with that much care. We say, Jesus, would you please heal me? Would you please help me? We never read God's word. We never seek him. We never seek to see that maybe he's speaking through us, through the scripture, so that we can hear what it, see what he's saying, so that we can see what he may be calling us to, where he may be leading us, where he may be using his word to point out the problems in our life so that we can have our eyes opened and uh, the light can come on so that we can see our sinfulness and see our need for him. Oftentimes we just say, Jesus, help me. And then all of a sudden we're not helped. And we say, well, I guess Jesus doesn't care. But when is the last time you really tried to seek out Jesus? When is the last time you really cried out to Jesus with all your heart and not just threw up a prayer to him when you had an extra minute, but I'm talking about really said, Jesus, I need to be healed. Jesus, I trust that there is no one or no thing other than you that is going to be able to heal me. When is the last time you've had a faith like that? When is the last time you have 
cried out to Jesus with all you have and said, Lord Jesus, I need to be healed. Lord Jesus, I'm seeking you out. Lord Jesus, if you would just, just acknowledge me for just a second, I know everything would be okay. We have such a beautiful example of that with the woman who was trying to reach out and grab on to Jesus. And I know that she was looking for a physical healing, but sometimes we need to do the same thing. And there may be some of you here today and you've been reaching out for lots of other things. You've been reaching out, if I can just get that one more dollar, if I can just get that a better position at work, if I can just get this, if I can just have that, if I just could reach a little further, if I could just touch this, if this was just that way, if this was just this way and everything would work out, then everything would be okay and I would be made well. And so many times in our life we reach out and we grab those things that we've always wanted and we find that we're still empty and we're still sick and we still need to be healed. You may need to reshift some of our focus. You may need to examine your life and say, you know what, I've been reaching and clinging for the wrong things when I need to reach out and touch Jesus Christ. So you need to be in the Word. God speaks through these words. Some of you say, well, God never speaks to me. And some of you never open His Word. You never read it. You never read God's Word. You just you throw up some quick prayers and you say, well, God's not listening and I, I don't know why God won't speak to me. He, he speaks to us through His words. And we don't want to miss that. That's why it's important. That's why I've been encouraging everybody this year to read. Maybe you don't read. Just read that chapter a day with us. It's not too late to jump in there and do that. But that's how God speaks to us. Yeah, God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. I believe that wholeheartedly. But I also believes He gives us His Word for a reason so we can learn from it. What is your faith in? If your faith is in Jesus Christ, you'll find the healing that you've been longing for. If your faith is not in Jesus Christ, you'll never be healed. We see that time and time again throughout the Scripture. I don't know what your faith is in, but I want to encourage you today, if your faith is not in Jesus Christ, make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Put your faith in Him. Cry out to Him with all you've got. Tell Him you're sick, you need a Savior, you need to be healed, you need to be cleansed, you need to be forgiven, and Jesus will hear those prayers, and He is faithful to heal those who call out to Him. Let's pray. God, I come to you this morning, I thank you for these words, and I know they're kind of tough maybe for us to wrap our heads around when we start thinking about miraculous healings and miraculous faith, dear Lord, and do we possess that or do others possess that, God? Just help us to understand those truths. Help us to understand how you work in, in, in those ways today, dear Lord. We don't limit your power, God. We know that you are fully capable and able to, to give those gifts to people. And dear Lord, maybe there are some in this world today that have these gifts in this way. Or maybe there aren't, dear Lord. But help us to understand, God, how you work. God, help us to, to, to just continue to seek you for your power, whether you empower us through individuals or, God, whether you just intend for us to call out to you with all of our hearts so that you can do a good work, dear Lord. I pray that we don't limit your power, that we continue to go to you knowing that you are a God that heals, that you are a God that reveals things to us. God, that you are a God that gives us knowledge and wisdom. And you are a God that is faithful to be here for your people. So help us never to forget that, God. I pray for those that are in this room today that may need to be healed spiritually. Maybe they haven't cried out to Jesus in their life and accepted Him as their Lord and Savior. 
Maybe they feel the burden of their sickness, their, their spiritual, their sinful disease, dear Lord, that sin that's, that's just eating them up, God, that makes them feel ashamed, that makes them feel dirty. I pray, God, that they would reach out to Jesus, that they would call out to Jesus with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, with all their strength, and they would say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. And be my Savior. Come into my heart, dear Lord, that they would repent of their sinfulness, God, and that you would bring ultimate healing in their life through their faith. Lord Jesus, you were faithful to heal those because of their faith in your word, and you are still faithful to heal those because of their faith today. So I pray, God, that if there's somebody that's struggling with something, that they would reach out to you, cry out to you, so that they may receive the healing that they so desperately need. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.